Hi. 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 <laughs> Welcome back to the Barefoot Office. I'm so, so glad that you are here. It's Sunday, and I was puttering around and thinking about how, you know, for for those of you keeping score at home, all those keeping score is really a terrible way to keep track of it, and I really hope that you're not. But um, Friday night, my intention was to spend 15 minutes, like, being totally emotionally available to each of my kids. And I didn't do it for all three of them on Friday, but or on Saturday, but I did for my younger two. And then this afternoon, I took my oldest out, and we just played at the skate park with his scooter and with his RC car for 45 minutes. So I did that. And then last night, I talked about wanting to write 15 minutes every night this week, and I didn't do that today. I worked a lot. Um... And I came back and I had plenty of time, but I just, I needed to clean my space a little bit. I vacuumed, I swept, I did the dishes and put them away. I lit a candle and I did just some really, really gentle stretching on my floor in the candlelight. It was really good. I needed that slowness. And also, most nights I wait until 10 p.m. to to do this, to record, and um, I didn't do that tonight because I wanted to be able to and available to uh, go to my friend Robert's Sunday night live stream on Facebook of his guitar show, Live from the Blanket Fort, which he says will give us all blanket fortitude, which I think is a really great phrase with a lot of multiple meanings. Um... So yeah, recording a little early. It's 9.53 now, but, you know, I don't know. Just felt like saying and explaining all those weird, different, unusual things and thinking that maybe one of my intentions might be to kind of keep a little journal where I mark and track whether or not I'm following up with my intention, my own intention for my own practice, for my own spiritual discipline and growth. So, we'll see. We'll see. (sighs) After all that, take a deep breath. We need it. And take off your shoes, for the place where you are is holy. Where actually I forgot that not only does the gospel reading, the Lectio Continua, get interrupted by the Sunday lectionary, but so too do the other books. And um, it's been a while, so... The, the lectionary actually moves us from Revelations to 1 Corinthians, but I looked at the 1 Corinthians passage, and I, I didn't want to do it. So we're doing the gospel passage appointed for today, Matthew eighteen fifteen through 20. 
as we read it this first time, just notice where does your attention go, meander to, and where does it rest in this reading? If your brother sins against you, go, show him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained back your brother. But if he doesn't listen, take one or two more with you, that at the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the assembly. If he refuses to hear the assembly also, let him be to you as a Gentile or a tax collector. Most certainly I tell you, whatever things you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven, and whatever things you release on earth will have been released in heaven. Again, assuredly I tell you that if two of you will agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the middle of them. Where does your attention go in this passage? For me, it's will have been bound in heaven. And where two or three are gathered, and also show him his fault between you and him. As we read this second time, what connection do you make from this reading to the stuff of your life? If your brother sins against you, go, show him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained back your brother. But if he doesn't listen, take one or two more with you that at the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the assembly. If he refuses to hear the assembly also, let him be to you as a Gentile or a tax collector. Most certainly I tell you, whatever things you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven, and whatever things you release on earth will have been released in heaven. Again, assuredly, I tell you that if two of you will agree on earth concerning anything that they will ask, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the middle of them. What connection do you make to this reading? For me, I connect that first couple of sentences, that first verse, to my ACA program and to one of the things that I've thought is so, so key for me, for who I am, for who I've been, that I should get it like written, sharpied, tattooed on my body. And it's that... <clears throat> The fundamental act of self-betrayal of an ACA is not to tell their own story.
If your brother sins against you, go show him his fault between you and him alone. Or you could you could not do that. I could not show him his fault. I could not talk to him about it. I could not tell him anything about it. I could just ignore it. I could hope it goes away. I could just deal with the pain of it internally. I could just hold on to it. I could just let it create resentment. I could just bury it. I could just let it tear us apart. I could let it keep distance between us. And so have I done. And so have I done with every, every, every relationship that I have. My fundamental pattern, my fundamental act of self-betrayal is to live my life alone, to isolate, to be in secret, not to show my brother his fault between me and him, to bury the pain of it. I don't want to tell you that you hurt me. I don't know if it's fear, if it's fear of vulnerability, if it's fear of taking up space, if it's fear of not mattering. I need to go back to spiritual direction. It's been about three weeks, and I need to pick up books that I committed to myself to read Good Grief, maybe back in the Easter season, The Power of Forgiveness and Don't Forgive Too Soon, because I just, I still don't really get forgiveness. I don't know what it is. I don't, a lot of times this sentence will come to me, I don't believe in it. I don't believe in repair because all I know is pain and burying the pain and holding on to it. I don't know how to be hurt to acknowledge the rift and let the rift close up. I can't forget It's its own sort of para-alcoholic hypervigilance, I suppose. And I've just got a lot of it. (sighs) Maybe I should have done the Corinthians passage. This third time as we read, what intention do you have now that we've read and reflected on this passage together? If your brother sins against you, go, show him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained back your brother. But if he doesn't listen, take one or two more with you, that at the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the assembly. If he refuses to hear the assembly also, let him be to you as a Gentile or a tax collector. Most certainly I tell you, whatever things you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven, and whatever things you release on earth will have been released in heaven." 
Again, assuredly, I tell you that if two of you will agree on earth concerning anything that they will ask, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the middle of them. What's your intention? having read and reflected on this passage. I have a couple of things, a couple of people that (laughs) I want to tell that they hurt me, but even as I think about it, I know that I won't. It risks too much. It's too weird and awkward and strange and fearful, and I'm just not there been thinking recently about how in lots of ways the uh the primary analogy allegory the primary place that I go when I'm looking to draw a parallel to my own life is usually Harry Potter and sometimes the seven books published by J.K. Rowling but sometimes the fan fiction story after the end written by Arabella and Xenia which was I discovered on fanfiction.net and then I read on sugarquill.com sugarquill.net I don't know and have reread at least once every year definitely since 2012 probably twice a year from 2012 to 2018 And maybe once a year, gracious, since 2003, 2004. Anyways, in one of the analogies from the books, I've been feeling lately like Harry at book seven at King's Cross Station with a hideous, terrible bundle crying 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 out in pain and the sage reappearing to say don't pay it any mind we cannot help it which given what i've said about how i don't know that i believe in repair right now has has a whole separate meaning. I think that makes me want to, I was thinking of this, and I wasn't sure how it would work in, but I think it does fit in now to the podcast tonight. I let my seven-year-old sit on my lap and read to me from his, you know, five chapters a page, all pictures, Lego Ninjago picture book that he has from the library that his sister got for him, actually, which is sweet of her. And he read it to me, and I felt the impulse every time he got a word wrong to correct him. And I didn't do it. I just let him read the best his six-year-old self could. And he got stuck on two words, and he asked me about them, and I gave him those words. 
And it just felt really big to me to not correct him and that being corrected, even in the name of you can do it better, this is how you learn, is contributes to that perfectionism, that need to not be wrong, that fear, that smallness of spirit that I see in myself. So I don't know, I guess, if anything, my intention is just to give myself grace to make my peace with the squalling thing that I don't know how to help and don't know how to repair. To do the best that I can with where I'm at. If how I'm living is the spiritual equivalent of a six-year-old muddling through reading books, a seven-year-old reading books at a seven-year-old level, that's okay. That's okay. I'm okay. Almighty and everlasting God, increase in us the gifts of faith, hope, and charity, and that we may obtain what you promise. Make us love what you command. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Hope and joy be yours. That there is something out there, whether you know it, whether you are conscious of it or not, that there is something out there that you want to obtain and that you may one day obtain it. For you have within you, for you are the light of God, the light of the world, always. Always.